In college, a friend bet me that I couldn't go 50 miles from Edmond, where I was going to college, to Stroud on old Route 66, 50 miles in, in under 15 hours. And so I take this bet, hardly any training, hardly any running, <laughs> clueless. David, I wore thin-soled, worn-out tennis shoes, cut-off blue jeans with a T-shirt with no sunblock or anything on a sunny May day, <laughs> and a canteen on my belt. Nice. That's how I did the 50 yeah. miles. Battered, burned, badly limping. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And this week, we're going old school. Yes, we're going old school with my buddy, Randy Ellis. Randy Ellis ran the Prairie Spirit 50 mile this past weekend where I was out helping out. And uh, yeah, he ran the 50 mile and he is 69 years old. I love it. And when I say old school, uh, that is no insult. Uh, Randy has been around for a long time running long distances. I just texted somebody about him and he, he was called the legend. He started doing Leadville. Listen, guys, back in the 80s. I love it. I love it. And so uh, he brings a unique perspective because he's still running the long distances, but he's been doing it a while. So he's he's been through the changes and and he's watched as the sport has grown. So we man, we really have a great conversation. Um, love that guy. He's he's awesome. He even ran across the United States when he was the age that I am now. And so my wife's like, don't even think about it. But anyway, and then he wrote a book about it. And so um, man, we sat down in person, had a great conversation, and I feel like I just just kind of scratched the surface of all that I could have picked his brain about. So I'll be visiting with him again in person, might even have him on the podcast again. Um, But uh, yeah, so I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Randy. Now, real quick, you know, before we get started, we got to thank our sponsors. First, we've got to thank Runner's World Tulsa. Yeah, Runner's World Tulsa, man, they have everything that you need for running a 5K all the way up to 100 miles, 200 miles, whatever. They've got what you need. They have packs. They have they have uh, nutrition. They've got shirts and shorts and socks and um, just just anything and any shoes, trail shoes, running shoes. Um, they've got it. So, and if you're not in the Tulsa area, you can go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com. They've got some of their races on there and uh, some information about their gears. And uh, listen, if they don't have what you need, I'm sure they can order it for you. They are knowledgeable. They are runners. And so check those guys out. We are also brought to you by the Screaming Monkey 100. Listen, guys, races are kicking in. People are starting to race. I had a blast this past weekend at the Prairie Spirit. Uh, 100 and below uh, mileage helping. And so races are kicking off, man. I know you're looking at your calendar now. I want you to check out the Screaming Monkey 100. It's become known as the preeminent race in North Louisiana. It's located on the Monkey Trails mountain bike course near Shreveport. It's got 11 miles of challenging hilly and technical single track. And the race directors included another four and a half miles of the perimeter, logging road, gravel, and pavement to make it very varied and interesting. It's a 15.5 mile loop. Runners can choose their distance from 10k all the way up to 100 miles Um, listen to this this is what makes it unique it's nestled between an abandoned prison a veteran cemetery and a national chimpanzee sanctuary you can hear the chimps 
caterwauled during the race. Now think about this. You're running, you're two o'clock in the morning, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're death marching, and you hear these monkeys screaming and hollering. That's awesome. So you can hear that. Uh, You can listen to the calming tones of the bells that chime, I think, every hour at the cemetery. And you run through the shadows of an abandoned guard tower from the prison. Really cool. Uh, the Screaming Monkey 100 can be found on ultrasignup.com. And listen, listeners of this show can get the only discount for this race. So if you go to Ultra Sign Up and you sign up, you use the code RUNTHERIOT123, R-U-N-T-H-E-R-I-O-T-123, and you get a 10% discount, guys. 10%. So check that out. Go to Screaming Monkey uh, on Ultra Sign Up and put that code in. We are also brought to you by T8.run. That is the letter T, the number 8.run. You can go to the website, www.t8.run. It's gear for ultra runners, by ultra runners. And guys, you got to check out guys, girls too. They're ultra, they're, they're commando shorts. I don't know what I was about to say. They're commando shorts. They're guaranteed to keep you chafe free. If I'm racing, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have those on under my racing shorts. Uh, check those guys out they've got other things they've got some different flasks they've got different shorts their sherpa shorts uh and other gear for ultra runners by ultra runners and uh, if you do decide to go out there and purchase some of their products you use the the code 50 dash run the riot that's the number 50 dash run the riot all right guys and last but not least uh if you want to support the podcast man give us a a a rating on on apple Podcasts. give us a five-star rating say what you like about the podcast so other people know what to expect and what they can get out of it and uh i really just want to say i really appreciate all of our patreon supporters um if you would like to partner with us through patreon you can go to the website www.runtheriot.run click on that patreon link and uh man every little bit helps to keep us going all right i think that's about it guys we need to get to the podcast we've got a long conversation with the legend randy ellis Today on the Run the Riot podcast, we are fortunate to have a, a new friend of mine, Randy Ellis. Randy, how you doing, man? Great, great. Glad to be here. Well, so I heard about you um, from uh, from a mutual friend of ours that said you got to get got to get you on the podcast. And I think I, I reached out to you, but we, we weren't able to connect with you. And lo and behold, this weekend I'm helping some of my runners at the Prairie Spirit 100. And you're out there running a the 50 mile. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was good to meet you out there, man. Tell me about your 50 mile experience out there. It was great. You know, and it was a blessing to meet you because I've uh, I've followed your running, your amazing running career, and and I've seen the podcast. And uh, so I know about you. And I, I thought, man, I'd like to meet that guy. And uh, when I found out you were going to be at the race, I thought, oh, I've got to catch you. And so I saw you at the aid station. And I thought by your picture that was you. And I said, <laughs> yeah. David. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, and then uh, visited there at the brief, briefly at the aid station. But at the end of the race, my wife and I got to visit with you for several minutes, and that was a great blessing. It was, it was. Uh, I felt like it was an honor to get to meet you and talk to you then. Oh man, well the, the honor, the honor was mine. We, uh, it was just good to 
good and, and it's funny you know you see people online and and uh it's always weird like i know that person and yeah. i do that all the time or you know yeah. i know who that is and you try to connect with who they are and then when it clicks it's 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 good your beard helped my beard i kind of have my my beard and I, I wear the same hat all the time when i'm not running so it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> so um for those of you who are uh who, who don't know Randy and those of you who are listening, uh, I just want to, I just want to put it out there because I told a few people here at work, I said, I'm interviewing a, a guy this afternoon and he runs crazy distances like I do, but he's a little bit older than I am. So <laughs> how, how old are you? Randy? You're, you're really nice saying a little older because <laughs> I'm 69, David. So I've been around a long, long time. So, well, so, yeah. I, that's awesome. Like I, 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 I mean, I just feel blessed. Like the 50 mile race Saturday, I mean, just to be out there, just to be on the starting line is at my age is a great blessing and get to finish one. You never know when's the, when the last, you know, when your race is going to be the last one. And I don't run that many anymore. So everyone's a great thrill. So just to get to finish is, is a blessing. Yeah. And you look, you look good out there. You were smiling. You were happy. Yeah. You saw me at the best part. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, in, in the middle of the race, I struggled and, and then turned against the wind and was just really struggling in the last uh, I'd say the last uh, nine miles, I didn't walk one step. I felt strong. I finished strong. I don't know what happened in the middle part of the race, but the the last part, and when I saw you, it was going really well. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know. It's crazy. No matter how many how many times you run a race or how many times you run a distance, it it it's always different. Every know? every race, and you learn something, and something new happens or goes wrong that you have to deal with, and every race is an, an experience that you learn from. So yeah, it is. So so you're you're 69 years old. You're still running <laughs> ultras. So we we're gonna have to we're gonna rewind a whole bunch now. Still shuffling ultras. Still shuffling. <laughs> ah, no, you 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 had a good you you I, did you well, did well. You were running. 11 hours. Yeah right? yeah. No man, you were running, and that's that's a good man. That's hey, you you getting the distance done, you know, yeah. and that's and you, but you look good. Just I mean, keep really, going. I'm not just saying that you were you were running and you look good. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna rewind a whole bunch. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, so where are you from here originally in Oklahoma? Uh, so Sapalpa. I am okay. I'm a really exciting guy. I was born in Sapalpa, grew up in Sapalpa. I now live in Sapalpa, <laughs> and I'm an accountant. How you know how much? Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. Was, how much more exciting can that be? <laughs> an accountant from and for those of you listening, Sapalpa is kind of I guess a suburb of Tulsa. Tulsa yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's right right near Tulsa. Yeah. Yep. All right. I didn't know you were an accountant. That was one of my one of my questions. Yep. So yep. Yep. all right. You st- are you still still accounting? No, I'm nope. retired. I'm okay. blessed to be retired. A retired so. bean counter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's good. So, um, so you grew up here and tell me about, did you, did you run in, in high school? What yeah, did you do in high school? I didn't. I, um, I really in high school, I thought running was pretty silly track and cross country. Who would want to do that? Yeah. But, um, so no, I didn't. I had, I had a really good friend who set the two mile record at Sapalpa was a great runner and I never saw him run cause I had no interest in running yeah. until after, after really after college. But I think it, uh, I think the, I think God put it this seed in my heart of long distance in between the fourth and fifth grade, we moved to a different house and it was like three and three quarters miles round trip between the two houses. Yeah. And so as this little kid going into the fifth grade, I thought, how many times can I go back and forth to my old house, back to my new house? So I went four times with 15 miles as a little kid. And so, really? So yeah, and so there was just this desire of long distance, you know, how far can I go? And so in college, a friend bet me 
that I couldn't go 50 miles from Edmond, where I was going to college, to Stroud on old Route 66, 50 miles in, in under 15 hours. Okay. So, obviously, you have to take the bet, right? So, so, in, so how, how old were you? Uh, 22. Okay. I was a senior in Senior college. college, all right. And so, I take this bet on no, hardly any training, hardly any running, <laughs> clueless. David, I wore thin-soled, worn-out tennis shoes. <laughs> Cut off blue jeans with a T-shirt with no sunblock or anything on a sunny May day, <laughs> and a canteen on my belt. Nice. That's how I did the fifty yeah. miles, and I was I did it thirteen hours and forty five minutes, battered, burned, badly limping. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you know, but there's this. this I always had this fascination about long distance and going long, and so. Uh, you know, I didn't run track and thought that was silly. There's something about endurance and going along that, that I think the Lord just put in my heart from an early kid. So anyway, that's okay. That, yeah, but that's crazy because that I mean, that's exposed. That's out in the you know, and and you just like and, I'm going to do and it. I knew nothing about running. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, a canteen on your belt. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Cut off blue jeans. <laughs> cut off jeans. And how chafe were you? At the end oh of that? my goodness! <laughs> and tennis shoes that you could feel a pebble under them. You know, they yeah. were so thin sole. And I mean, I. I, I didn't know what I was doing, and so I, you know, so 47 years ago, Saturday, I ran that 50 mile race. Okay, so, so that 47 miles between, I mean, 47 years between those two races. So I've I've learned a lot in 47 yeah, you, years. I knew, not to, too. I knew not to carry a canteen on my belt. Yeah, exactly, man. That that's that's hilarious. That's that's kind of kind of like like Dean Carnassus, who just one night decided to go run, and yeah. you know, just I'm going to do this thing. So. It beat you up, and you. Oh gosh, I was I couldn't walk or anything. So that that you know I didn't run again. To, but after after I got out of college and got a desk job and just sitting at a desk, and I met and I had this older gentleman that I worked with who was fifty five years old. I thought he was old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds young now. Fifty five years. Who'd run marathons? And he just I didn't even I didn't know anything about marathons. So yeah. he got me interested in running. So I I ran like a six mile race at the Oklahoma City Zoo and my first race right you know a couple years after college and so anyway that just kind of got me started and one thing led to another and then I found out oh there's races longer than a marathon and so I uh, had to do that of course wow so what was your first okay so you started doing the six mile what was your first marathon uh the Tulsa marathon I okay. was living in uh, Edmond at the time after school after I'd finished college and came back and ran the Tulsa marathon Again, having no idea what I was doing or you know what I was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you got to remember back then there wasn't goos and drinks and and gels and there wasn't the information there is now. And so we were running pretty clueless a lot of times. So, so I finished the marathon a little under four hours and uh, I was pretty sick. You, you, <laughs> yeah, I was, it was not a good experience. Well, uh, around what year was that? Uh, that's probably 1982 or okay. so. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. Maybe a little so, earlier than that. Early, early 80s. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so you did that, but you survived it, and you got a decent time, and yeah. and you said, uh, uh, evidently, like a lot of us, you did that, and you're like, well, that wasn't so terrible. I kind of, you know, and you. Well, yeah, I did that, and I thought marathon was the ultimate. I thought, oh, yeah. that's the longest race there is. And then I was watching Wide World of Sports. Now, only the older people listening to this will remember that there was a Wide World of Sports TV show on Saturday that showed different sporting events. And this one particular Saturday in the early 80s, they showed a 100-mile race that was happening in Shea Stadium, New York Met Shea Stadium. They would run around the field, out in the parking lot, back around the field, and it was a rainy night, and they were playing a— 
I love a rainy night. <laughs> on, Eddie on, Rabbit. On the Eddie Rabbit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it, it just, I even called my wife in there. I said, Marcy, you got to come. This is a hundred mile race on TV. I didn't. I never heard of it. Such and a it thing. was on Wild World, or Wide World of Sports. Yeah. They were showing the highlights. Yeah. I didn't know that. And so I thought, what? People do that? I, I've got to try that. So, you know, so that's, that got me started in the ultras. And, uh, so I, I ran a 50-mile race and then entered Leadville 100-miler. Having, having, you know, that's not where you start your first 100-mile yeah, race. Say that, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. That's not where you go when you don't know what you're doing, to Leadville, Colorado. But I did, not knowing. And I go to Leadville, Colorado to run a 100-mile. And obviously I didn't finish that first year, but went back and finished six times after that. But, that, yeah, so it's a learning experience. I mean, I, I, I was pretty ignorant when I started out. Well, I think a lot of people listening probably can relate a little bit to, you know, when, when you first start getting into ultras and, and you're, I mean, ignorance on fire. You, know, <laughs> you want to do it and you sign up for big stuff. But, but the, the blessing now is with online and everything else, you can, you can get some information. There's a lot of information, a lot more information out there. Mm. And, and there's a lot more options than just uh, like Leadville for your first, your first 100 miles. There were like 300-mile races all year when That's I started. Crazy. I mean, yeah. you, you didn't have a selection. There was Old Dominion, Western States, and Leadville. You know, that was the, the traditional ones. And so, yeah, it, it's amazing now to see the information, the number of races, the number of people that are doing it. Back yeah. then, I mean, you know, 100 people at Leadville was a huge crowd. That's you know? crazy. <laughs> yeah. I can't get in, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> well, uh, what year was that? I meant to have your... Uh, your I, first year I went was 1986. I dropped out and then finished in 87. Okay. And then I would go about every three years after that and, and run Leadville. I, I have to tell you this. I'm calling it up right now. Um, I called up your... Uh, your results. Ultra, your ultra sign up <laughs> results. Okay, and I know not everything's on ultra sign up, but it's the coolest thing when I when I call it up and I scroll and I scroll and I scroll <laughs> and I scroll. Yeah, eighty something. I don't know how many are on there, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty awesome. I think it's a it's a cool testimony. Uh, just. I mean, how long you've been able to be out there? I said it's races. a blessing. I mean, just a blessing to be able to do it. Okay. The shuffle. <laughs> here, here, here's here's a question that: yeah. uh, How are your knees? I have been really, but I, that's one of the number one questions I get. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's why. And, I asked. and I've had people for years said, "Oh, you're not you. You're going to ruin your knees." And so they have held up remarkably well. I have a, just a little bit of a problem one but it is stays under control I, I don't take you know don't take anything for it and so I've, I've learned to do some more uh, stretching and strengthening exercises which has helped yeah but uh, so no I've had very little trouble matter of fact very few injuries and just very blessed so. yeah that that that's yeah. that's amazing um, so I'm looking and of course the I see um, Oh, you a California 49er double marathon. <laughs> what is that? I never even heard of that. That's in Point Point Reyes. One of the most beautiful races I've ever run. I I'd met a, a couple out at Leadville uh, the second year I ran that and they lived in McKinleyville, California. So we flew out there and spent some time with them and, and we ran that race together. Point Reyes is about 50 miles north of the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. So you run along the coast, along that coastal highway. You're up in on trails overlooking the the, the ocean and the coastal highway a lot of the time and you finish underneath the north end of the Golden Gate Bridge. There's oh, a wow. military uh, camp there or something like that, and you finish there. And so it was a double marathon, and it was the most beautiful race along the ocean and all that that, I, that I've ever run. It was so, so back then, there wasn't this thing called the— 
ultra sign up in the internet <laughs> where you could go and find. So how, how did you, how did you, uh, word of mouth or how there, did you? When, when I found out there was ultra runs, I found out there was an ultra running magazine and some, three guys had gone together and put out a, just a black and white, and it wasn't very many pages called Ultra Running Magazine. I think it still has it, but it's much more in color and everything. But then it was just a little black and white magazine, and in the back they would list, and there weren't a lot of race options, but they would list what races there were, and then they would give results and all that. And it was just, the few ultra runners there were just, you couldn't wait for that to come each month in the mail to get your ultra running magazine because that, that was the only information you had about races and all. And so you would, they would give you a race director number or address and you would write and get a, a you know, application or something. You mean in the mail? The snail mail? <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's, that's, that was it. And so this black and white magazine was, 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 was everything in ultra running as far as information back then. Oh, that is so, that's crazy. So, um, wow. So going into Leadville, okay, so you, 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 you found Leadville. Let's, let's go back to that. You found Leadville the first year you went in, you didn't, how far, how far did you get on your first I one? get about, uh, 68 miles. I took a wrong turn. Come on. Oh, I okay. missed a turn. You missed a turn. Okay. Coming back over Hope Pass. Yeah. I, so I, so I probably didn't get quite that far. I, I missed a turn on Hope Pass and my dad was pacing me and we ended up forging across the river, cutting through trees and everything to get back to the highway, oh, wow. climbing fences, okay. going through private property. This isn't right. No, this no, is, no. This no. Is we, I knew I was done. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that, that was, it was just kind of a disaster year. It was a learning, it was definitely a learning experience. So going into it, this is your first hundred miler and, and you, you had done some, some, some races now by then, you know, you did, you did uh, marathons and a 50 mile yep. by then. So what were you what were you, what did you go into? Where, not a canteen. What, what did you What did you carry for your for your hydration and stuff? We and what typically you handle. Uh, we would have this old uh, hip uh, vet, thing around your hips where you'd have two bottles stuck on your hips. Okay, that, that's what you you wore this. That's what you carried. Okay, like day. just regular water bottles that you would. Water, you know, yeah, water bottles. Uh, put salt in water. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we may have had, I don't, I don't know sure when Gatorade started. I don't know if we had yeah, Gatorade yeah. then yeah. or not. So it was just, and, and what I didn't know is to, to eat. It, I didn't realize you need a lot of calories and to eat. So yeah. I would not, I, in my first several ultras, I didn't eat enough. Yeah. And every one of them, I was sick. You were so I knew I was going to get sick. So I had to learn over over time that, that to eat more, to eat mm-hmm. regularly, keep stuff in my stomach. And and uh, I think every runner just, it's, every runner's different and you can yeah. learn what works for you and yeah. what doesn't work. And, yeah. And not eating did not work. <laughs> I can see where that would work. <laughs> it didn't well, work. Well, did you hear, uh, and this is kind of an aside, but recently um, Mike McKnight, who um, he actually won the Triple Crown last time, the year before last, mm-hmm. he won all three of them back to back, the Triple Crown of 200s, but he ran 100 miles uh, last year on just water and salt. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, he fat adapted man. He just he just did, and right. I, he was hungry, but he did it, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can do that. Some kind of shape to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so uh, and here so here contrast this to like my first my first ultra was a hundred, and I, I trained with some people. I had the internet, and so. When, when I did it, I had, you know, I had a Camelback or um, I don't know, I forgot which brand it was, like two liters of a drink. Mm-hmm. I, every half hour I was either 
sucking down a gel or eating a half of a cliff bar. Mm-hmm. And I had it, I had my watch beeping to remind me every half hour to do that. I had my mileage on my GPS watch, but that's, I mean, so we, I don't know, blessed to have all those benefits. And yeah. you guys were just out there just like probably Timex watch. Well when, I, yeah, well, when I started running, the big thing was to have a stopwatch on your wrist. A stopwatch. If, if you had a stopwatch on your wrist, that that was, you, you, were, fa- you were going, yeah. <laughs> I love it. up to date. I love it. And my dad, I got my dad into running. And that was a funny story how that happened. But I got my dad into running when he was 50. And we got got him his, his first watch, stopwatch. And, and after the race, after his first race, with dad, what was your time he goes oh, i don't know i said well, what does your watch say and he goes uh, i forgot to start <laughs> that happened time and time again he would not start it forget to start his watch <laughs> so, so were, you, were you married when you first did leadville yes yeah so what did your wife think about this uh, what, what's her name again marcy marcy okay well she she has no excuse for uh for marrying me because uh, <laughs> when i did that 50 miles route 66 challenge we were dating then okay and uh so she thought i was crazy then and she That's, still married me yeah yeah she uh, I, I you may say this about jennifer but she is incredible help and encouragement i mean yeah. She's crewed for me so many times. She knows me better than I know, and she knows what I need and what I, uh, what I should eat or drink better yeah. than I do. And she's just an incredible help. So even Saturday, she would meet me at the aid stations and just that encouragement. And, and, and you know, you drive, she drives and pulls all that stuff out of the car and gets yeah. it all ready. I'm there a minute or a minute and a half, and I leave, and she has to load it up. It, so, yeah. you know, a help like that is just incredible. So, she, no, she's been a blessing. She knows I'm crazy, though. Yeah, she's, yeah. Well, that's, I, I tell Jennifer, like, you, you knew when you married me. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, you knew what you were getting into. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, I think I think that's important to remember, though, because Jennifer's the same way, and she'll be crewing me for some of the 200s. And, man, they, even at um, Western States, some of the things she had to go through uh, to get, especially for 100 or, you know, to get there. And then pull, drag the stuff. Sometimes you gotta yeah, wheel exactly. it. And then you, I come in, and you yeah, know, I'm, I look like minutes. I've been beat with a stick. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. And I'm so, like, I need this. I need this yeah, help. Yeah, give me a kiss, and I'm out. You know, <laughs> I've I've seen runners. Uh, we we had a friend at Leadville, and he would just snap at his oh, uh, yeah. his girlfriend at the time that was trying to help him. And and I just, I, gosh, I mean, I I respect and appreciate my wife so much I could never yeah <laughs> snap at her and you know get aggravated at her she's doing she's doing yeah, I don't know, great support so yeah. w- when we did um I think it was at Tahoe I don't remember um one of the races but she observed other people runners and and you know and, and to those listening I, we everybody has tough times and I know some people get real low but she observed some of them like snapping at their crew yeah, and uh-huh. their, their spouses and and all that and she said uh you know I'm just thankful that now, you didn't do that. And she said, you better not do yeah, that. Yeah. I'll leave your yeah. butt in the woods. You know? yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever yeah. snapped at my crew. Uh, no, no. Yeah. And, and um, that's one of the things I like about um, ultras is it, it reveals character. Mm-hmm. It reveals kind of like, and mm-hmm. I had this conversation today with some of one of our teachers. Like, it's like, a you know, if you want to see what's in a sponge, you squeeze it. And boy, yeah. you get squeezed in an ultra, and you find out what's in there. And you know, I've I've, I've battled some demons, you know, yeah. you know, where with what you're feeling and stuff. But I'm thankful that 
uh, how I've treated others during an ultra has been been good and re- revealed, you know, goodness, you know. That's, that's true life. When things go wrong and we, we run into problems, that you know, a lot of times that's where the character comes out or lack of character or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But my, my wife's great. I, she, you know what she did? Uh, see, uh, Seven years ago, I ran Vol State. That's the 500K across Tennessee. Oh, I see that. I didn't even see that. Was it? I, I'm not sure that they even listed that. Okay, on. okay. So like 314 miles across Tennessee yeah, in July. I didn't know you did that. Okay. Yeah, in July. Holy smokes. And so my wife and her good friend crewed me. I mean, some of them do it uncrewed, which I don't understand how they Well, do that, that was when you were young. That was 62, 62 years old. Yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> 62 years old. I was going strong. You were just 62, a young buck. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, for five days and five hours it took me to do that, which I had an incredible run. I finished fifth. Of course, like I said, I had a crew. Some of them don't have – a lot of them don't have crew. But to in the heat, 314 miles to crew me and oh take goodness. care of everything. And, I mean, I was pretty delirious at times on that. And, uh, I, yeah, so that – that's amazing to have that kind of support. No, seriously, man. And and uh, so uh, just an aside here uh, on, on that on Ball State, I'm, I didn't even hear, I didn't know about that when I, I ran my second hundred mile. It was hundred mile or more. It was, I was doing the Rouge Orleans from Baton Rouge to New Orleans, uh, yes. one hundred twenty six point two. And um, I met this guy named Sal, and I don't remember his last name, but him and I spent some miles together. But he had done Ball State and was doing it again, and has done it. And that's when I first heard about that, and I was like, wait, what? Nice. Like. It's insane. Yeah, and so Jennifer's going to, if she hears this, she'll be like, don't even think about yeah. it. <laughs> well, I'd almost say that, too. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, that was the most beat up I've ever been in a race. I could not, literally could not walk after that. Yeah. We uh, got home, and I, I actually would crawl from the bed to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I could, my feet were so bad, I could not stand on my feet. So, and it took a long time to recover. That took me out of running for a while. So yeah, that was well... Bad. So, and you, I mean, you were 62 years old and did that, but there's a huge difference when you race on dirt or on pavement. And most of, I mean, Ball State's on, yeah, on the on pavement, it's on the roads. Or, or yeah, yeah. Hot pavement. And hot, yeah, yeah hot, hot, hot pavement. Yeah. But but that'll, that beats you up. I recover so much faster on, on dirt and mm-hmm. trails and all. What's yeah. your, what's your, uh, we got, we, we got to get into some other of your races <laughs> here too, but I want, what's your preference? Do you prefer like trails or do you prefer, uh, what do you, what do you I, Yeah, I've always, uh, the, like Leadville, the, the, the trails. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I always have, but I tell you, as you get older and as I've gotten older, you, you're not as coordinated, you, uh, and so I'm having a little more problems with with those rocks that stick up. And yeah. So I uh, even I've got a tra- two mile trail by my house. It's all on dirt and and uh, woods by my house, and uh, I, I, you know, occasionally falling out there. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I may have to go to more roads. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> I, I eat it. I still eat dirt a lot, man. It happens. Yeah. I go to Turkey Mountain, and you know, some of my, I, I've. A lot of my blood is on Turkey Mountain. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so as I, as I've been as I was looking through, and I didn't, and this is not, I didn't realize how um, that some of these races that I've run have been going on for quite yeah. some time. Like I did, uh, I did Cross Timbers in uh, in Gordonville, Texas, um, a couple of years ago. That is an old yes. That's, yeah, that's one of the oldest running. 
continuous running race is probably around. Yeah. yeah. And I think around 2015 or 16, they changed it a little bit, but it's been, mm-hmm. it's been going on for yeah. quite a while. And so that was a great, that was a great race, but you, you did it here in, in 1999. And, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, I figured even earlier, I don't know if ma- they had that. Some yeah, yeah. Maybe even earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that one. 50 mile or a few times there that, <laughs> it's tough i mean it, it's a lot more rugged than you think it would oh yeah it's a, it's it's not a, it's not a uh not an easy race no. when, I, when i ran it, a lot of people you know were ducking mm-hmm. out and you know the, i ran it one year when it rained really hard and flooded and there you were actually going across like waist deep water a lot some of those inlets had it's flooded yeah, yeah. And all that. it was amazing oh <laughs> man i wonder how many of those races now would cancel yeah, I don't you know, know, I just I, it just it's different. It, it's curious, and I see, uh, it, and we've got it coming up, Lake McMurtry. Um, it, that was always my favorite race, actually. I I love that fifty k race at, when it first started. Earl Blewett started that. I don't okay. know how many years ago, but I ran some of those early years, and we yeah. had, I've run that several times, and uh, I haven't run it recently. But yeah, I, I love it's changed some too, but I, I've. That was my favorite race, year in and year out. So I I, I love the uh, the course. I ran it, um, I guess, a couple of years ago. And uh, my friend Jeremy uh, Harrison mm-hmm. it, with the Outlaw 100 crew, that they're they're directing it now. And uh, so I'll be there. It's coming. It's in two weeks, I think. You ought to yeah, come, yeah, yeah, come it run it again, yeah. man. Yeah. Come run it. Why <laughs> 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 yeah. have to do that? You know, funny story about Jeremy. Yeah. I'd read that the, the first year, the Outlaw down at Robert's Cave, uh-huh. the first year, um, I'd heard they were going to have that race down there, and I was at uh, Heartland. I okay. did the Heartland 100 mile in okay. uh, October. I'd finished Heartland 100, and we were sitting in the building at the table, and I had two or three guys I knew, and we were visiting after the race. And I said, hey, they're from Texas. I said, hey, you guys, there's a new race in uh, Oklahoma coming up that you guys need to check out at Roberts Cave State Park. Uh, this guy named Jeremy, uh, I think Jeremy Harrison's putting it on. I go... I have not met him. I like to meet him. And the guy across the table pointed, and the other guy across the table right there that I didn't know was Jeremy Harrison. Yeah. So you were sitting there visiting yeah, I was with him. Talking about Jeremy Harrison, and he was at the table. And so I got to, you know, I said, I got to meet that guy. And there he was. That's cool. But yeah, it's incredible. I love our community. I love the, the running community. Yeah. It's like you want to hear an incredible story about meeting people that you. Um, I got to, uh, in 1998. I got to run across the country from from ocean to ocean. We yeah, anyway, we're definitely going to talk uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. So about three or four years after that, um, that ultra running magazine I was talking about uh, had an article. A guy had written an article about dreaming about running across the country, and he was talking about some of the old the the uh, transcontinental foot race back in 1928 and 29, and some other races that had happened and. And so he just had an article in there about his dream was to run across the country. I showed Marcy that, and this is like March. I said, Marcy, read this article. This this guy's dream. Remember, that was my dream before I got to do that like three years ago. And I said, I would would love to meet this guy because I just talk about his dream because I could share how. Yeah, yeah. We go to a race in Pennsylvania. and we fly up there, and we're late. Johnstown, Pennsylvania, we're late to the Friday night spaghetti dinner. Uh, we had trouble finding it. We finally found the hotel. We go in. We meet the race director. We get our plates of food, and we look around this uh, out there, and there's tables set up all around with some of them full, some of them not. And she goes, where do you want to sit? 
And I look and I said, well, there's this couple back over in the corner with a child. It's unusual to have a child, something like that. I said, let's go over there and sit with them. So we walk way over there and say, you saving this? No, no, we sit down, we start talking. It was the guy from Memphis had written that article. No, yeah. that's awesome, yeah. that's great. And we became great friends after that. But yeah, yeah, it's just, that is, you know, Memphis and Sapapa, and we meet in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, that's... two months later, after I tell him, Marcy, I would like to meet this guy. And there we were at the same table. That, that, that's one of those divine appointments, oh, yeah, probably. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I always thought. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, I definitely, we're, we're going to get to your uh, <laughs> your, your cross-country check. I want to, I, 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 I definitely want to get to that um but i'm looking at a few other of the races that you've done and it's i th- I, th- I don't know i think it's so cool um like full moon 50k i didn't realize that that you know it's been going on quite mm-hmm. a little while yeah. and, and I, i've done that one a few times that's a fun it's that hot. Is fun it's hot I, I love, yeah <laughs> I, I really like that race um some friends of mine in fact um um last week's podcast guest uh he and uh two of his friends they're they're the co-race directors yes. of it now yeah oh yeah. uh, chris baldwin and so uh that's cool those those guys are crazy the best thing about that race is to jump in the lake afterwards you see i, I didn't get to do that yeah. oh, that, oh that was yeah yeah <laughs> i if I go back, I'm I'd run do, that I'll race that. and then hang around a while and drive home and somehow get home. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you have to pull off the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. Home, sleep thirty minutes and go clean up, and go to church, and you know, I just it was so it was a long night and day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm pretty fortunate. My parents uh, have moved; they live in uh, Hot Springs Village. They retired yeah. to there, and so I just drive the curvy roads uh, and get to their house and just <laughs> pass out, so I don't have to drive all the way back to uh, to Oklahoma. Um, so. Uh, We're going to interrupt just for a minute to tell you about the Outlaw Race Series. You might have heard about it. Well, you're going to hear about it again. (laughs) Go to www.outlaw100.com to check out the Outlaw Race Series, man. They've got so many races. Uh, The Flat Rock Triple Crown in Independence, Kansas. There's one in January, one in April, one in September. The Lake McMurtry Run in Stillwater, Oklahoma in April. Flower Moon in Pawhuska, Oklahoma in May. The Dark and Dirty in Wilburton, Oklahoma in July. And the Thunderbird in Norman in November. And, of course, the flagship race is the Outlaw 100. Uh, It's in February. There's a 135-miler, 100-miler, 50-miler, 26.2, 13.1, and a 5K. These are all tremendous trail runs uh, put on by ultra runners that know what they're doing. Uh, I've had a blast with the races I've been able to run. I've heard nothing but good on the races I haven't been able to run and I'm hoping to get all of them under my belt. And uh, so check it out. Go to www.outlaw100.com and sign up. Looking through and and you've done, um, you mentioned Heartland a while ago and that's one I haven't done yet, but you've been doing it since 2005 it looks like. Um, maybe done the hundred three times and the fifty a couple times. Yeah, I, yeah, I really like that race. I mean, out in the prairie. I mean, just out in the wide open that yeah. you don't think is pretty, but it's got its own type of beauty. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a fun race. That one's I on rec- my list. That's on my I, list. I, I recommend that. I've got to do that. Maybe like this year, I've got my my schedule laid out. But maybe next year, I've got so many so many ra- so many yeah. good races to yeah. do now. Yeah. I know, I know that you know back in the old days, you pick one or two a year, <laughs> yeah. and that, that that was all you had. But now it's like you got to choose between them. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a question before we get into uh, running across across the, the 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 United States. But what what has been your I don't know your favorite race? 
what has been your, I mean, the one that, that kind of, I don't know, the one that just really stands out. If you could talk about one race. Oh, one race, just yeah. one particular race. Yeah. I mean, if you put them together, Leadville, of course, stands out. But yeah. I, the, I would say my best race, so my best performance, which so stands out, uh, just when everything, David, I know you know, when you train really hard and you dream and you plan and then when the race goes almost to perfection, goes well, yeah, it is a tremendous feeling. And the race that did that was we drove, uh, so I was 59, I think, so that's been 10 years ago. We went to Cleveland, North Coast 24-hour uh, race in Cleveland. as a one-mile park there oh, okay. on, on the... On the uh, on the shore of the lake there. And so we got there and uh, just that one mile, everything went well, it was a good day, I felt great, and I ended up with 119.3 miles. And so, nice. uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. I, I know for you that's, <laughs> no, that's. But, but for, you know, 59 and for everything to go well and, and uh, to, to, you know, hit, I hit the 100 mile under 20 hours, which was, you know, kind of a, a dream to do that and yeah. then went on and, and got the 119.3 so that that race was just uh, probably the the best race that went went to went to plan yeah yeah no that's 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 good uh, yeah and when when you're yeah when all the training and everything just yeah. clicks and that day is just like you go for it and and it's good you don't blow up or you're you know or you hit little lows but yeah, yeah you just keep you, going and you know the finish of an ultra is uh you, you can't explain to people that, that haven't done that. They yeah. say, yeah, you know, are you ready? But when you plan and train, and you got years behind this, but you plan, train, dream, and, and then you go to a race. I, for instance, Leadville. Mm -hmm. When you come back from Leadville, you go on 6th Street, you go over a hill, and when you top a hill a half mile from the finish, you can see the red carpet, the finish line, people. And I tell people that feeling of going, you know, you've got a half a mile, you know, you've got it, yeah. you get, you've made it, yeah. and you're back, and you're going to finish, is is just like the greatest thrill in sports to me to come over and see that finish and finish an ultra like that. And you know how it is, you've yeah. you've done 200 miles, yeah. <laughs> well, so, but it, yeah, that feeling is that, it, that you did it, like you accomplished what. What yeah. you put all that training in for? I don't know anything about drugs, but I, I can't imagine anything <laughs> rivaling yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that that adrenaline, that that thrill, that finish. Of course, two hours later, you can't stay awake and you're, you're, <laughs> you can't sit up. But can't think straight. But that, don't know that your finish, name. Finish, and then if you have a crew or uh, pacers or people that have aided you and helped you to yeah. to, to share that. I mean, I've cross the finish line with my son or daughter or somebody helping me and it's just uh a matter of fact i think my facebook page is is my son and a friend coming across leadville finish line with me. So oh, it's a thrill that's uh, what's funny is once you like my, my wife i share the story because my wife she's done marathons and she see me you know we've done marathons and you know, crowds and people yeah. everywhere now leadville leadville's got a pretty good crowd yeah. or whatever but you and i have both uh, been uh, in ultras where you like you finish it it is crickets, man. It's just you yeah, and the, I finished Heartland a little over twenty hours, so that puts you back at what three, you know, two or three in the morning, and there's two people at the finish line yeah. with your wife, you know, your wife and two people. Yeah. At the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> and you're lucky if one of them has a cowbell or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but but still, it's such a thrill. I mean, even if there's no one there. It's yeah, thrill. yeah, that's it. That's the, I remember. Uh, I forgot which one it was, but I, I I won or placed or something, and I was like, you know, done. And my wife's like, that's it. That's all. And I'm yeah. like. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, but it, but it's 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 that fulfillment, you know. Uh, I, you just can't describe it. And like, yeah. yeah. What's what's the um? We all hit, especially in in the hundred miles, and even you know fifty miles. I I, I don't think I've done an ultra fifty k or anything where I hadn't hit like a low. Yeah. Um. And so, how do you? What do you do? Like over the years, how do you get yourself? I don't know what what kind of tools do you use or what have you learned to try to just get get you get your head straight? Yeah, experience is such a great help on that. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, when I was driving back from the race, fifty mile race, I uh, phoned a friend who was uh, pacing a runner in, in one of his first hundred miles, and he had hit the wall. His hamstrings were both cramped up. They had him in a car. His stomach was going, and he was he quit. You know, I'm not. I'm done at yeah. sixty one miles. He said, I'm not going on. And so we were able to tell him, you know, get some salt down and do this, and just walk. Don't and don't panic. You know. Yeah. I think that's what you learn with the experiences because every you're right. Every race, something's going to go wrong. Yeah, I mean, a blister, a stomach, uh, something is going to happen. And yeah. and experience tells you I've worked through these things before, and I will get through it. And and so you you learn um, what helps my you know what works for me stomach wise might be ginger chews and stuff like that that helps me get through those. Uh, you know, get the shoe and sock off, take care of the blister the best you can. Get my, my motto is it almost always gets better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've been in some really low spots. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it almost if you if you just uh, persevere, do what you can walk, slow down, take it easy. It almost always gets better. Uh it, I think the, one of the last Leadvilles I finished, I had a pacer that I, I didn't know. He was a friend of a friend that was helping me. And so he'd come from Denver to, to pace me, and I didn't know this guy. And so he joins me at Twin Lakes to come out of Twin Lakes on the way back. My stomach was not doing well. I tried to eat at Twin Lakes. You climb out of Twin Lakes, and I get about a mile up the climb, and my stomach went. So I'm on hands and knees. Yeah. You know, that, that dry heaving, you can't, you oh, know, yeah. you just, you just, and I have this guy who doesn't know me standing there, and we're on the side of the trail, and I know what he's thinking. My runner is down, and we've got 39 miles to go. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And so after I just, you know, dry, 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 finally I look up at him and go, I've been here before. <laughs> We'll be okay. We're good. Yeah, and we got up, we walked, and, and you know, and I and I finished. But the experience, yeah, you know, of not panicking and all, and, and figuring out what works with your stomach and, and what to do, but just, just, just persevering. It almost always gets better. Yeah, yeah. I heard. Uh, so one of my uh, friends, you probably know from uh, from Wasso area, Wyatt Hockmeyer. Yes, he puts on uh, yeah, some some, like, some uh, races in the area. He told somebody. I thought this was great because um, somebody was. It was their first hundred, or I, I think they DNF'd another one, and they got to man. It was like they're pretty good into like 75 miles or something and they were like getting ready to quit and he said all right here here's what you have to remember and i thought this was great he said you're gonna get to this point at just about any hundred mile you do where what you're feeling now you're gonna have to get there and he said why not just break through now and finish it to have to try you know instead of have to get to this again to finish your first you're gonna have to you're gonna get here it's gonna happen you're gonna hit a low so just keep moving and you know and and that way you and then with the knowledge that you can break through Mm -hmm. i mean once you do it yeah that knowledge that you're dry heaving on the ground Mm -hmm. like okay i've been here before you know (laughs) I, I, i know you preach this but Everyone's capable of doing so much more than they realize. Oh, yeah. yeah, you you can do so much more yeah. than than you think you can, mm. and you feel like you can. And if you do, just 
that keeping on and persevering. So. And, and you've you've been doing it for a lot. You know, you've been doing it for a while. No, but and I and I don't mean that as a like 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 I'm not making fun of the old guy. You know, yeah, but uh, I think it's awesome. I'm, on, it? <laughs> I'm honored to be 69 and still running. Yeah. I feel blessed. I feel blessed. But I've had some DNFs. I I know I didn't finish Leadville twice, and then like. Three, two years ago, I tried the Honey Badger 100 in Oh, July. I was going to ask you about that oh, one. Oh, gosh. I did, my feet just, I, I was going well for 50 miles, and then the heat took my stomach and feet. But, as a, you know, as another thing, if I tell you, if you don't finish, you regret. <laughs> it's, it's easier to persevere and, and yeah. go through the hard spots and make it than it is to drop out and always regret yeah. that you think if I would just kept going it would have gotten better if I would have just kept going but you know I did. Yeah. so so I've had three not finished hundred miles too it ha- it, and it, it happens you know and, so, and sometimes you have to um, I don't know because there are some people sometimes you have to assess you there, there's times where yeah, it, yeah it's not wise yeah I've seen people carried off an ambulance or something like that and I almost was there myself and so yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just not wise to go on so you have to know that yeah, yeah. you know uh, the honey badger as, as much as I love uh, I like the Kansas races and the, and the people like I want to go do the Hawk 100 and there's some mm-hmm. others and stuff I love the community out there but I have no desire to do the honey badger man it just seems uh, it's, 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 it just seems so like a kick in the it, pants oh, dude it's hot I mean you got 36 hours don't you I mean so, I think so. so if I just slowed down I mean you know, you got plenty of time. I, I just, but it still bugs me that I didn't still, still that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I keep thinking, well, should I go? Back? No, no. Should I go back? Try it? No, no. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> my, 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 I have a, I've had a few DNFs and I've been able to redeem. And I got, I got a couple. I got a next year Moab, the Moab race. I've that mm-hmm. DNF last year. I want to go redeem yeah. myself on that one. And I've got another one in Colorado that. That. It's always a good feeling to get them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to get, I want to get it back. I had, I, but I had some, I had another one that I got back. So I was like, you know, the, the, I, uh, as a matter of fact, I, in May I'm planning on going to the Corn Belt 24 Hour, and that's a really small. You probably never heard of. No, it, I hadn't heard of the Corn Belt Running Club in Iowa near Davenport, okay. and they put on a, on a high school track a 24 Hour, and they still have lap counters. They don't even do chips. Come <laughs> so on, so it's a throwback to when I first started. So I ran that in like 1987. And uh, the uh, 24 hours on track, and end up with knee, and you know, one of those things that probably I was early in my career and didn't know how to handle it, and so I stopped at like 86 miles. Yeah. So that really bugged me. <laughs> so, so, but I, I didn't go back for 20 years. It yeah. was 2007. 20 years later, I go back to that at 55 years old, and. Unbelievably, is the only ultra that I've ever won outright. You know, you know how it is. It depends on who shows up. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just had the right combination. So I, because I did like 112 miles, which is not that great for 24 hours, but end up. So I went from a really disappointing in 87 to getting to win that in 2007. I've always wanted to go back. So in May, here in May, my wife and I are planning to go back. Sweet, that's great. Yeah, I won't. You know, this time 90 miles will be good. Oh, but, man. But, but Don't I, sell yourself but, short, man. But, uh, <laughs> it'll be fun to get back. Yeah, yeah. It was a great memory. Nice. So I have to ask you about one more race before we get to um, you, the the other big thing you did. One of the, uh, but um, I, I was looking, and I saw in 2010, you did across the years 48 hours in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And, and you placed third overall, and uh, Davey Crockett won that one, and he's— He's still active in the community. He's got a podcast yeah, too and yep, stuff. Yeah, I follow, I follow Dave. And yeah. so, yeah, you ran 163 miles yeah, in 48 and hours, it was, man. Yeah, di- it was disappointed because uh, 
that was probably in my late 50s and early 60s was probably my best ultra years. Now, I wasn't the fastest, but I ran my best ultra times. Just consistent. Experience, like, yeah. knowledge, consistency, yeah, and all yeah. that. So, I so 163 miles. Yeah, I, I look back, it was pretty good, but I, I I was like three or four hours out with knee problem, and so oh. I felt like I could have. I've always wanted to go back. I always want to go back and try to do better. But that was a thrill because there were some really good runners. Uh, back, that was before. Now it's on like a one mile in a park, but then it was on like a three tenths of a mile at somebody's home. Really, on a trail. Yeah, and it was a real short trail around the or a house and all that and some really really good star runners would run that so man like, that's that's crazy yeah. that, i didn't i didn't know that but i, I saw when i when i saw that i was like well I, that's my only 48 hour race that I, that I tried how do you like uh timed races compared to 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 distance races because I've, I've never run i've run I've done like a six hour on trail, but I've never done like a track race or a fixed, you know, like a one mile short yeah, distance. I've not done that many. Uh, yeah, that, that one that went real well, the 24 hour in the park. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know which one I prefer. I, yeah. I, I, the, the, How's the mindset for that though? Cause it's, you know, cause I'm always curious about that. You know, cause like if you have a distance, it's just you, as yeah, fast you, as you can do the distance. You gotta get there. Yeah. But for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever, you just, it, I'm, just, it, I'm running for 24 hours. You yeah, know? and it, I think it's easier to back off or you know stop, yeah. uh, you know, with, with a timed race yeah. than, than it is when you I've got 100 miles and I got to get there. Uh, but I don't know. I I you know people say track races, how, a quarter mile track, 24 hours like I'm doing. That. <laughs> That's got to be so boring. And I go. No, you switch directions every three hours. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it keeps it from getting boring. You yeah. see the grandstands from a different angle. For, <laughs> well, that's what Jennifer says. She's always said, like, you do one of those hamster wheel races. You're on your own. That's stupid. You yeah. know? But I'm like, I, I wanna, I'd like to do it just to well, – it's love a it. different challenge. You I, know? I, I, I love the track run or the one-mile park mm-hmm. runs because – you set up a table. It's like a pit stop yeah. at, at a Daytona race or something. You pit, set up a pit stop. You've got everything you need right there. It reduces it to the most basic thing of just moving and running because yeah. you've got everything you need right there, mm. right right side of the track. Yeah. You don't have to worry about aid stations. You don't have to worry about elevation changes. Uh, yeah. it, it reduces it to the basic. So I, I like that part. You know, it's yeah. just, just I'm just... Just I'm moving for 24 hours. I'm gonna have to I have to, I have to try that because I'm curious on the challenge. And a lot of them now they have like stuff going on and entertain. They're kind of to get your brain entertained and stuff, which which I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that helps and stuff. I like I listen to a lot of books I, and stuff. I, you do headphones or anything like no, that? No, I. No, I like to hear, mm-hmm. uh, especially if I'm on the roads. But even, yeah. even on the trails we, where I run, my two mile trail, I've got deer out there. I, I want to hear their leaves yeah. rustling. And now I just that's. What, what about for for racing? You just you just run. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've done both where I've had I've listened to a whole book for a hundred miles, but I've also done plenty where I haven't listened to anything. I just I just go. People say, "What do you think of for a hundred miles? What do you think of?" And I, go, I, I you know, I don't you know just everything and anything, and you you monitor your pace, yeah. and what I need at the next aid station, who's around me, what's going on, and then. The best time is you you know you wake up and I'm a half a mile down the road and I don't even remember the last half mile. I don't <laughs> when even, you get zoned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I tell people, yeah, I, what do you think about? It? I said everything and nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I solved the world's problems and forget about it. You know, when you were dating, you you could sit. We, my wife and I were laughing about this last night at a dinner. When we were dating, we could sit and talk for hours. And and 
who, what did we talk about? You know, anything and everything. It didn't matter. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, the time just flies by. And so, anyway, what yeah. do you think about? I don't know. But Yeah. And it's kind of the same. I guess it's kind of the same way with our wives, too. Sometimes time just flies by. And sometimes <laughs> it goes by kind of slow. You know, it just well, on when you're married 47 <laughs> years, yeah, you don't have quite the constant conversation <laughs> when you're dating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, so so you got into this crazy ultra running. You've uh, you you know, you started and when when it was really even now, I forget the people. You know, when people hear that, oh, you're going to, you're going to run what? hundred miles, you know, and it's still unusual. And I forget about that because I, I surround myself around a lot of ultra runners, but back then, you know, maybe even 50 miles and a hundred miles that that's, that had to have been unheard of. So what, um, what, I don't know, tell me about what caused you or what birthed in you the desire to run from coast to coast, coast to coast. <laughs> across the United States of America. Here's what did that. Okay. I, in uh, 1990, I think it was, I went to Oklahoma City and ran the Andy Payne Memorial Marathon. And okay. I, I don't think it's going on now, but it went on for many years. They had the Andy Payne Memorial Marathon every okay. May. I went to that race not knowing who Andy Payne was. And they gave me a, they gave the, all the entrants a little yellow piece of paper that told about Andy Payne. And for those that don't know, he was a Cherokee Indian from Foyle, Oklahoma, here on the other side of Claremore. And he ran in the 1928 Transcontinental Foot Race, which is a foot race to kind of highlight the new Route 66 <laughs> that went from L.A. to Chicago. And so they raised $50,000 of prize money back then, big money. Yeah. For anyone, and then they had uh, they 25000 of that went to the winner. From, and they started in L.A., and ran to New York through Chicago and then on to New York City and finished in Madison Square Garden. So this is like 3,400 mile foot race. And so it was a stage race. So they'd run a stage each day and okay. keep their laps time. So yeah. they'd run, you know, 40 miles the first day and have a finishing point and they would keep all, you know, the times everybody ran. So it'd be your, you know, yeah. cumulative time over that. Well, I mean, it's a fascinating story, uh, and, and then this little piece of paper I got when I ran the marathon told just enough to whet my appetite. I want to, so I started going finding books on that transcontinental foot race in 1928. Andy Payne ended up winning that. Okay. Twenty-year-old Cherokee Indian. Wow. And uh, so I, I, I went to the downtown Tulsa Library and looked, got microfilm and looked up the newspapers because they ran right through Sepulp. They ran Route 66. All yeah through L.A. to Chicago. So it came right through Sepulpa, my town, Tulsa. And, and they, the newspapers had pictures and all that. And I just read and I kept reading. It just fascinating to me. And the wheels start turning. And I thought, I would like to replicate that in my own way, replicate the running across the country. Because I, I knew other people had done that. I'd read other individuals who had done that. And in the 1990s, there were some really small races that took place across the country. So... I started dreaming about it, and unbelievably, my wife encouraged me to do it. Wow. <laughs> so in 1998, I, I had a, a good job, uh, and I was a controller of a company, and I quit my job with a kid in college. <laughs> you know, no one with sanity would do this. And, uh, and, and bought an older motor home, and my mom and dad were very instrumental in helping me. They were with me across a lot of the country. My wife would some and and I started at Santa Monica Beach and ran up on the pier at Santa Monica Beach and started and ran a lot of the Route 66 and uh, 
and back to Joplin, and then we just took other roads and finally end up at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So it was like 2,900 miles, a little over 2,900 miles. But to, to replicate this race, because there were days I was running the same segment they would run, yeah, like uh, yeah. Barstow to Victorville or vice versa. I can't remember what that was. But I would run the same segment on, and sometimes the same pavement, you know, some of the old Route 66 pavements still there. And be running those same segments, and, and so I could just visualize. Oh man! These, and, I, and I talked to two or three people who actually saw that race. There was a couple of guys in Sapapa, obviously very old at the time, that had seen that race come through when they were kids. And these runners wore rag, leather boots, rags on their feet. I mean, they wow. they didn't yeah. have. I mean, it was amazing what they wore and had to go through, and to, to do this race. But Andy Payne, this Cherokee Indian. It was kind of like my hero. And so I, this was my way of replicating the race and running across the country and doing that. And it was just, it, you know, we all have these dreams. This was, rarely does a dream come true and even better than you ever dreamed it would. And yeah. that's the way it was. When I finished that in Myrtle Beach, it was the most amazing feeling and accomplishment of running across the country. So oh, what man. a thrill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a blessing to be able to, like, cause, cause they're, you know, I, I have, I have things, you know, that I'm like, oh, I'd love to be able to, and, and like, you know, like for me to do tri- triple crown of two hundreds, I think it was a God thing because I, well, I know it was, and I, I, I couldn't get it out of my head. I couldn't, and yeah. I, pr- I prayed, I said, Lord, yeah, this is just my craziness. Um, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Take, <laughs> get, get rid of it, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but if it's, if you just show me if it's something I need to do. And the next day I get a pop-up message from somebody who wanted to, who, who heard I wanted, just wanted to do it. And I, and I wasn't sharing, you know, this was an inner struggle. And I said, man, I'd love to do that. Somebody had shared that they would pay my entry fees for it. Wow. And, and, and it was the next day that after I prayed that and I, I messaged my wife, I called my wife. I was like, I'm doing the triple crown of 200s. God said, you know, and, and it was she just, said shucks. Yeah. yeah she, she was like, OK, you know, and of course, COVID shut it down last year. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's going to go to this year. year. So um, but it just like it, it, I, I know what you mean when mm-hmm. you when you can't can get away from it. it yeah, it's just. It yeah. just consumes me, it, yeah. that, that race and everything, and then training for it. And it's, I mean, to quit a job. Yeah. I can remember the first day running through Santa Monica thinking, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have left a good job. I've got a kid in college, two in high school on the way to college. <laughs> I've left a good job. I have nothing when I finish this. Uh, and I've got 3,000 miles to go. And, and yeah. it was just overwhelming, this feeling running in Santa Monica. And finally, I just had to pray, Lord, just give me one day at a time. Just, yeah. just let me yeah. enjoy one day at a time. And then I just had to do that, block out the fact that I was, <laughs> yeah. I was an idiot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing this. Yeah. And it was incredible. I, you know, the, the, we, you, I know you've talked about this, the you can do so much more than you think you can. And the body can get in tremendous condition and shape that you'd never believe. I, yeah. I, and I struggled for a couple of weeks. But once I got going, there was like six weeks there in the middle of that, that I was running 40 miles a day, running most of it, walking a little bit, and getting up the next morning fresh and ready to go. And, and it's, it's incredible. I, I would have never, never believed a 46-year-old could, or anybody could do that. But it's amazing the body that God's created this body that can 
endure can get in such great shape and do all these things and yet depends on him for the next breath is yeah. that fragile yeah and you know and it gets older and fades away as i as i as i know now and uh but just incredible amount that, that I, things happen that i would still look back and say i wouldn't believe it unless i had been there yeah and, and the most incredible thing i think was after i got the flagstaff the day i got the flagstaff the wind was coming out of the south so it was coming from my right as I was running down the road and it was just tremendous wind it would blow me literally off the road I'd get back on the shoulder off the road and fighting this wind all day I ended up with a really bad shin splint mm. and the next day I got up and my shin was swollen red and I hobbled on it that day and I thought oh man here you know, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just barely in Arizona <laughs> yeah yeah and, I, uh, you know, and so um my mom and dad was saying, let's go home and rest up. We'll come back. And I, oh, I can't do that. And so in Holbrook, Arizona, we took one day off. And it was the most miserable day of my life. We're taking a day off, and I'm not making any progress. Zero day, yeah. And, and my shin is swollen and sore, and we're getting input from people what to do. And we're calling a doctor. Uh, and, and I get up the next day and say, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hobble. I can't sit. And yeah, I, yeah. So I would go 32, 33 miles a day on a swollen short uh, shin. I mean, just hobbling, trying to shuffle, run, walk, and trying to be cute and say, you know, well, every other step doesn't hurt. You know, yeah. my, right, my right leg doesn't <laughs> yeah, hurt. Yeah, so yeah. I'm 50% okay. <laughs> and we got to some really strong anti-inflammatory medicine in Gallup, New Mexico, and, uh, and I had so many people praying for me, hmm. family, support, friends praying and uh, hobbling on this thing, taking this, icing it. Every, every time I wasn't on the road, we were icing it. Yeah. And, and it started getting better. A week later, I was running pain-free. And, and I remember New Mexico on a morning running pain-free down the road after a week of painfully shuffling and I was singing rejoicing praising it was the most unbelievable feeling of running pain-free down the road and I said man I've got to write about this I've got to write a book about this that's when I decided I've got to write a book about this because this is incredible I would never believe this and I still wouldn't and I know anybody listening to this would not believe the swollen red pain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. painful shin can get well when you're putting 30 something miles on it a day yeah and, and, uh, it, it, just um, I would not believe it unless it happened to me. But I, I believe that was the Lord just blessing and honoring so many people praying for me. Yeah, and, and it was just incredible. And then so I was back to going forty miles a day and that's just a, rejoicing after that. That's so. Awesome. Uh, um, how long? How long did it take you overall to do it? It was uh, eleven weeks exactly. I, I okay. end up timing it so I hit Myrtle Beach exactly eleven weeks on a Saturday morning, taking consideration the time zone changes yeah, from yeah, the yeah, ceremony. Yeah. Exactly eleven weeks on a Saturday morning. I started and finished exactly eleven weeks later. So 70, 78 days. Nice. Two days off. Took that one with the shin and one for Mother's Day. I happened to hit. My hometown on Mother's Day, so I took, That's took cool. that Sunday off with moms. I'm sure mom appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, uh, and uh, that was kind of hard taking a day. Everybody yeah. said, "Well, when you're sleeping in your own bed for four or five nights, you know, you're not going to want to go on." And no, I mean, I was so into this, and it was it was no problem going on. I was ready to go on, so 
so two days off. So I averaged 39 miles, you know, with the, yeah. the short days and the painful days with some of the longer days. And it was just an incredible, incredible adventure. What? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, amazing. Imagine. Yeah, it's amazing that the, 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 the body can, can do that. <laughs> so I'm listening to a book right now, uh, uh, Charlie uh, Engel. Uh, yes. He's running across the United yeah. States. Well, uh-huh. I, in his account of them running across the Sahara Desert, which, <laughs> but he talked about that that first bit of time where your body's breaking down and mm-hmm. and and you're, it's rough. But then something yeah. that that switch clicks, and then your body's like, okay, this is kind of. And I always joke around, like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Like when I hit a big training block, my body takes a little while, and then it's like, all right, this yeah. is what we got to do. This is life now, and 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 it, it just absorbs it and and yeah uses it you know and grows is that kind of what you found after you know when yeah, it you first took, got got going? three weeks yeah when yeah. i started going there was you know this you know black toenail blister this and we were we were taping this and trying this insole in the shoe and you know, for the first week and then the second week was the shin splint and so it was just all an experiment and you're just you know yeah yeah you're, you're just taping things together trying to keep moving but after that shin splint, and like I said, after it took about three weeks to get in just tip-top shape. So yeah. from three to nine weeks, that six weeks was incredible. Yeah. I mean, no problems, no issues, fresh every morning, ready to go. It was just incredible. I just, but the last two weeks was beginning in June. It was heating up in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the accumulation eventually catches up yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. And so the last two weeks was starting to get a little harder to get going in the morning, and I was definitely ready to finish. So tell me what, just just a typical day of doing that as far as like getting up, eating, like how, and how did they, how did they crew you? You know, how, how, what did that look like? You know, we didn't have no cell phones. You know, oh, okay, yeah, that's no, right. No what, cell phones. Yeah, what year was this again? 98. Okay. There, there, was, there, was, no, there was no, you know, communication was not there. So, yeah. uh, so we'd sleep in the motorhome, and that could be in a, parking lot or we the campground or whatever we found you get up in the morning usually right when it got light i like to get started right when it was light yeah i didn't i didn't run the dark on that uh i like to run the dark but on that i didn't feel comfortable so we'd get started and it was like i just tell people it was a work day it's like an yeah. eight nine ten hour work day and i'd go and they would go down the road five six miles wait for me and as it got hotter shorter yeah, shorter shorter yeah, shorter, yeah. Shorter, yeah. yeah. And uh, and wait on me and uh, and then I'd get there and, and all that and they would lunch. My mom would fix something or they'd buy. I, I was eating pizza, hamburgers. Yeah. It, it didn't matter. You were just burning the it calories. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I it was unbelievable what I was eating. So it was just you know from six thirty or seven to four thirty five at night, and then we would eat, eat, and eat, eat, <laughs> yeah. eat, eat, eat some more. And, and with the motor home, it was you know rest and and all that. It was it was incredible. I, I, the worst day was Memphis. Uh, we got into Memphis, and I, I you know, there wasn't, you, you didn't have the GPSs and all that. Yeah. So we were looking at maps. Okay. Trying yeah. to figure out. And so I tried to map my way through Memphis. And uh, well, I suppose this road one was going to take. And so that's my crew knew that, that. Well, when I, that morning turned into the storms, rain, lightning, thunder, as I was going across the, the Mississippi River Bridge. Yeah. Plus, I had three people tell me, oh, yes, there is a pedestrian walkway on the I-40 bridge going over uh, the Mississippi River into Memphis. There's not. Okay. <laughs> they were mistaken. <laughs> that, it's the one on down south on 55 or whatever. Oh, man. No. And, and this is rush hour traffic by the time I got there, 7.30, 8 o'clock. 
traffic, three lanes of traffic on the bridge. I have nowhere to go. I'm running up against the side of the bridge with traffic. It's raining. It's oh, dark. Man. It's turned black. It's, it was... It was That's scary. It was scary. scary. Yeah. So I finally get over. I get around. It's still pouring down rain. I pull my maps out of my pocket, and they're just disintegrated. <laughs> just, yeah. I I never see this road one I'm supposed to take. I never saw it. There there's not an exit off that. So I go too. I, so I realize I've gone too far. So I get off of I forty, and I go into a neighborhood. Well, it's a rough neighborhood and i and i i don't know i don't know where i'm at where i'm going or anything and of course my crew is totally they have no idea where i'm at where they're at yeah we, we lost randy <laughs> go, go to neighborhood and there's a guy sitting on a screened in front porch uh, and uh, on oxygen has an oxygen tank and all that and he sees this guy pouring down rain walking up to him and this so nut yeah, this yeah, nut yeah. <laughs> and i'm saying i'm looking for road one through memphis can you can you Tell me, and he just went like this. He just pointed over his shoulder with a finger, <laughs> didn't say a word. So I just took off that direction and eventually found one and got, and I was in a bad area of Memphis. This was, it was really an absolute blessing because I was in really bad areas, but it was so pouring down rain. I mean, the streets were flooding. Yeah. No one was out. Yeah. And it, which yeah, so it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yes, I got, and I, I ran all the way through Memphis on this one, looking in and not knowing where my crew was and not knowing me. And I go into a real estate agent office because I still don't know exactly where I'm trying to. I know what road highway we're supposed to take on the other side of Memphis. So I go into this real estate office. They say, "Come on in." Well, I, I said, "No, I'm." Yeah. So can you tell me how to get to the highway? So and so they tell. So I'm, it's clear on the east side of Memphis. I finally get over there, and my crew is sitting in a shopping center. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen them for like seven hours. Wow. They have no idea where I'm at. Yeah. They don't have no idea where to go. And so there's, there's a couple things like that. God, so, uh, God took care of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, with no communication and no good maps or GPS, it was just uh, – and there was times we'd get up, you know, at night we'd look at the map and say, okay, we, we, I was going on one road and there was no shoulder. I said, oh, you need to get off this. So we got on a map and said, well, let's cut down south and go to Corinth, Mississippi. And so we just changed directions yeah, just, yeah, on yeah. a whim, you know. Oh, <laughs> so. man, man. So uh, that's great. I, I, and I bet there's probably like just hundreds of things like that, you know. How, how, how was it um, getting to experience, because you're running a lot of, probably a lot of rural roads and stuff, like getting to experience just people, you know, meeting different it, people. How was that? It, it was uh, incredible. The the friendliest, most people that would offer help. A lot of people would offer me rides, and I'd yeah, say, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, thank good, you. Yeah. I, or I would tell them what I was going to do, or maybe at a campground, they would ask, hey, where are you all from? Like, well, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the friendliest, most helpful people were the, I think I have that in the book, were the people that had the least, the people in New Mexico and Arizona, the, huh. the poorest people. I'd run through a lot of you know poor, older, uh, reservation-type yeah, places yeah. and towns on Old 66. And those were the friendliest, nicest people. You get into the bigger cities and all that, it's, you know, it's yeah. not, not the same. And so I, the remoteness, I love the remote, small roads of uh, New Mexico and Arizona. The uh, Mojave Desert was almost my favorite. We were going through there in the first week of April, so it wasn't hot. And old 66 is off I-40 enough, there's hardly any traffic on 66. I mean, I, I'd go 30 minutes and not see a car. And I just love that. I love yeah. the remote Mojave Desert. But it so so some of the poorest areas were actually the friendliest and, and most helpful people. And as you got east, 
more people, more crowds, more cities. It wasn't, I didn't enjoy that as, as much as the West part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many pair of shoes did you go through? Yeah, I, I say that in the book. That's actually the number one question I get. Really? Yeah, yeah. The number one question I get. No, no, second. The first one was why. Oh, why, well, I, I why, was, why, yeah. why would you do this? <laughs> why? Yeah. yeah. But that, the number one is why. Number two is how many pairs. I started out with um, four pairs of shoes. And I would just change every day. Mm-hmm. I would I'd just wear a different pair and just just rest. Rota- <laughs> I'd, I'd rotate. I would run like rotating yeah, tires. Yeah, yeah. And then when I got back to, to Oklahoma, I ordered. Uh, uh, I was using Asics at the time. I okay. always liked Asics. That was my next question. Which, which shoes yeah, were you I, wearing? I just, I'm an Asics. I've just stuck with them. They've worked for me. Yeah, That's yeah. what I got on now. I, I just. So uh, we got back to Oklahoma. I got six more pair. And so I ended up with 10 pairs. So that's like 300 miles on, on a pair of shoes, yeah, yeah. rotating them off. So, so uh, it, it, that worked well. Yeah, that's, not, that's, that's the same, pretty good when you think about it. Same pair of black shorts, which by the time I finished were... <laughs> oh, you can't imagine yeah, how probably, faded yeah. and bad probably and like salt-stained. Tarzan or something. Oh, you, they, you were, they were bad. I put them in a Tupperware. I think I still got them up in the attic in a Tupperware. Uh, Come on. I, I mean, so bad. you had the same shorts all the whole time? Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, we'd wash them out at night. <laughs> might, yeah, might as well, you know. <laughs> it's like, man... What uh, I don't know. Did you had you had the shin things? Did you you dealt with blisters? Any other uh, big physical things besides just? Yeah, yeah. About two weeks from the finish, I was running. My wife was with me then. She had replaced my mom for the last part of it. So was, my wife and my dad were the wonderful crew, and I was running. It was getting warm in June, getting hot, and I wasn't drinking enough. And I didn't realize that yeah. I wasn't carrying with me enough. I was just drinking when I saw them, and that wasn't enough. And I started, uh, I had blood in my urine, okay. red urine. Yeah. And I thought, this is not good. I, I thought, you know, I've come 2,400, 500 miles, and now I'm going to end up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was really red. It was really bad. I thought, oh, gosh. What? I, I didn't want to worry my crew, but yet. So the next time I saw Marcy, my wife, I told her that. And she goes, you're not drinking enough. You need to start carrying. So I started carrying stuff and drinking more, and yeah. it cleared up. But So there was that concern that yeah. there for a day. But, yeah, physically, other than after the shin splint, it was after those first two, three yeah. weeks, it was unbelievably no, no problems. What I discovered, because uh, I, I had that happen before, and I was dehydrated, and, and what, what – what I was told or looking into it, if we, of course, it can be worse, can be kidney stuff or whatever, but like sometimes if you dehydrate, your bladder empties and it'll rub together a little bit and cause you to like some, you know, pop vessels and bleed, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I yeah, thought, oh, yeah. my oh, yeah, kidneys that's are scary. shutting like, down. Blood's not supposed to come I, out of there. I'm going to be in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. not good. So I was very thankful when that went away. Yeah. And I started drinking. So for that number one question, what do you, what do you tell people when they ask you why? <laughs> it, that is the hardest question to answer. I mean, I was I was just infatuated uh, the story yeah. of Andy Payne winning that race. Yeah. It's just the 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 thrill of taking on a dream and and working and sacrificing yeah. a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and and, and uh, having the support of a family. Mm. Um, that is just. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, you know. Why is still the hardest question to answer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why would you? I mean, I, yeah. I, I thought in Georgia, I was running down the road and it was raining in the early morning, and I'm out in the middle of the rain, and people were, you know, school bus going by me, and the kids are like, <laughs> "What's that idiot doing?" <laughs> and I come up to an intersection, 
and a car is stopped. So I think they're going to let me run in front of them at a stop sign, and suddenly they see an opening, so they start, and I almost run in the side of the car, and they stop, and I, yeah. I'm beside the car, and it's like, and and I said, and I think I said, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then they went on, and as I ran away from there, I thought, who's the idiot? I'm out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I've left a good job. I'm running across the country, and I'm here in the – Rainstorm and the morning running, and I'm calling this guy an idiot. Yeah, that's good. So, what did your what did your coworkers think when you were? Uh, you know, I'm gonna quit. I'm quitting to go do this. What did What did they think? Yeah, just uh, yeah, lost your mind. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Midlife. Well, how old were you? Forty six. Midlife. A little late midlife. Midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were the age I am now. Yeah, yeah. I thought you're oh, you're forty. Okay. I'm gonna turn forty seven. I, I thought in you were already forty seven. Yeah, yeah. So, so that'd be like me. Just like, yeah. I'm gonna pack it up and yeah, yeah. Jen's gonna be scared to death that we had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> My wife was a teacher, so we okay. were bringing in a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't save necessarily a lot, and uh, I just, you know, I just felt yeah. like the Lord would take care of it. Yeah. And 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 after I finished, it was like, well, now what? And I started. to go work on a counseling degree and I ended up as a teacher's assistant for a year at Pretty Water School in the really? Sabal area. Okay. I was a I knew the teacher. She was a tremendous fifth grade teacher, lived in our neighborhood, and they needed an assistant and I was still trying to figure out what to do. So I was a fifth grade teacher's assistant. You talk about not making anything. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. It was just so great working with those fifth graders. And then um then I thought, I got to get a real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and God just led me to the perfect situation, the perfect uh, situation, and uh, it worked so well. And they end up, the owners end up selling the company a few years ago, and I got a chance to get out then. And it's just, yeah. I, I'm the most, I tell you, know, I'm the most blessed guy there is. If I ever complain, somebody needs to kick me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just very blessed. Well, it's kind of, I've heard the saying, what, what, what God ordains, he sustains or something, uh, you know, and he just, he, uh, he just, took care of you. I, you know, family, uh, just tremendous supportive family and uh, health to be able to do this. He's yeah. 69 and, uh, yeah. and, and the, the comfort and peace and hope that's in in, in Jesus. I, I yeah. just think, you know, that that's a tremendous blessing to have that assurance and peace and yeah. hope in a in a crazy world. Yeah. And I just I just I feel so blessed. And uh, and I feel I really feel David sorry for people that only have running. It yeah. is important as much as I love it, and I know you do too. Yeah. yeah. It's a passion, and yeah. this is so great to share. A passion, because I think we have two passions we're sharing, and that is running long, yeah, and faith in the Lord, yeah. And I feel I really feel for people that only have the one passion of running, and because that's going to go away. I, I, I'm, yeah, my fifty miler is three and a half hour, four hours slower than I used to, <laughs> and, and it's going to go away. The running's going to go away. It's yeah. fading, and if that's all I have. That, that's a shame, and but it's not. You know, it's not yeah. all I have, and I'll miss it. Yeah, I saw my dad. My dad, I got him running when he was fifty. Turned into a tremendous run. He ran a three twenty eight marathon at sixty years old. Wow, which, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, was pretty. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty high in the Oklahoma record books in the sixty to sixty four. Wow. And he he loved when when he got into it. It was he just loved running. I mean, he had faith in the Lord too. But but I saw what happened when he didn't run he talked about yeah. i still dream about those races yeah and I, he yeah. missed it and i know i will too yeah but but that's not all life and you know if that's all we've got well it 
that that'll be a shame if that's all you've got. Man, I it's it's awesome that you say that. My my midweek motivation for for last week was um, don't miss the lesson. And and I talked about you know we set these goals and our go you know we and we lay out this plan and and it's to cross that finish line at the race. Mm-hmm. And we learn lessons along the way how to how to break it down and do it like every day or like during a race you do every every mile or every aid station or every step you know when it gets low, and in life man we we it's, do have a finish line it is, it and, is. and that's when we breathe our last and we should be thinking about man who who do who do I want to be when I cross that finish line what mm-hmm. kind of life mm-hmm. you know should I have lived? What kind of legacy am I gonna, you know, did I make it count? Yeah. And and so, yeah, man, that's that's the big finish line right there, you know, and and, and you and I, I'm glad, you know, my, we share that. I wanna hear. My dad just passed away about four months ago. He had oh. Alzheimer's and, mm. uh, and so, I, we, you know, that process was was painful. And we got, fortunately with this COVID thing, we, we got to be with him, the three sons, I got two brothers and my mom got to be with him as he passed away. And it, mm. it was a blessing. I, I mean, it was really a tough day to see him struggle, but it was such a blessing because he had such peace and assurance in, yeah. in the Lord. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and to know that and to know and, you know, to be there with him when he passed away was, was a really blessing. So, I, you know, that it, Lord allows we're all going to go through that. Yeah. Know? And I want to have that same peace and assurance. Yeah. And, and, and I'm blessed that I do that my dad had. So. Yeah. That you ran the race of life well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so much, so much uh, to me. Long distance running. One of the reasons why uh, across the country or any long distance race, there is a lot of similarity between that and life. I mean, you go through a lot of trials and a lot of things go wrong, and you got to figure out how to go on and have mm-hmm. the faith and confidence to keep going. There's, I think, there is a lot of lessons there in, yeah. in, in long distance running that yeah. apply to life. Well, so, so I'm looking right here, and I think you've got a lot of that included in. In you wrote a book that like you mentioned earlier about your experience. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, like I said, that road running down New Mexico, pain free. I said I'm going to write a book. And when I got home, I after I we finished and we got back home and. Uh, I got out all my diaries because my mom and dad kept diaries and we kept diaries. And, and back then, I don't know, I can't remember, what, it, was, it wasn't like email now, but people could send me messages and I kept all those and I got all those printed out. And I sat down to write that book about a week or two after I finished. And it was, it was just, I couldn't do it. The, the actual experience around across the country was so great and so wonderful, I couldn't capture it on paper. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it justice. And I tried for several days, and I was trying. I finally just got frustrated and put it all in Tupperware, big Tupperware tub, stuck it away, and said, I, I can't recreate it. It was too good. I can't mm-hmm. recreate it. About four years later, I was with some guys, and we were going driving to California, and I was going, oh, I remember running, crossing this I-40 here on 66. I started telling stories of all the people I met and things that happened. They, you you got to write this down. you got to write books. I said, well, I tried. You got to put. So when I got home in California, I got all those Tupperware tubs out, all the diaries, all the messages have been sent to me. Got them out, and it was so much fun to relive that four years later, the joy of that, and go back through that, make some phone calls, and put some names together that I'd met, and just it was it was a great experience then, and so it worked well then but yeah. it took me a while to be it, able- it was probably in the right timing and sometimes yeah. we need to let the experience i call it you need to let it percolate a little yeah. while you know yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, i just couldn't recapture it for a while but it, it took a while but yeah 
great experience. No, and I'll, I'll look I'll look forward to reading it. And uh, I'll, I'll put, uh, it's called Running With Pain. And uh, I saw it's on Amazon. And so I'll, I'll put the link too on uh, on the show notes and everything okay. for people to check it out. But, uh, um, but you got to, you got to relive that and, and uh, you know, and we, we can relive it too. Maybe my wife will say, read the book so you don't have to run across the United States. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. it's an easy read. I tell you, I don't know any big words. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an easy read. Uh, no. Um, and it tell uh, you know what I also talked a lot about that the Bunyan Derby or the transcontinental foot race in 1928. So there's a lot there's some information about Andy Payne in that race in there too. I try to kind of compare or contrast our nice. our runs together. Yeah, I like that, and I, I like to play on words. Running with pain because yeah, <laughs> running with P A Y N E. P A Y N E. Yeah, I like it. I like it. No, but uh, I, I want to. I'm sure people will be interested, and in, uh, I want to encourage them to. to to check it out. And I usually, if I see anybody, I give it away. I, I love to give it away. It's it's just a it's a way of it's kind of a testimony. I mean, I just love sharing the story. Yeah, yeah. And I was blessed so much by the Lord to be able to do that. That I, I it's just kind of my testimony to do that. So. Well, and and uh, we may. I think you're going to leave me with a few copies. We may do a, some kind of giveaway for, yeah. for folks who want to who want to want to check it out. So <laughs> we'll, we'll do that too. But uh, but man, it's it's a um, it's a blessing to to get to do what we do. It's a blessing that, it is. that you and I um, were different generations, but we, uh, and there are even some younger guys out there that are uh, crushing it, you know, and killing yeah, it. All. But but we can sit here and, and like you said, share the passion of running, mm-hmm. passion of our faith, and I love. I just I just love hearing. You know, I'm sure you. I, I, we could probably talk forever, and I, I'd like we'll have I, I have other even, questions. You know, it's not on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. we got to talk. We'll, we'll visit again. <laughs> yeah. This won't be the end. We'll, we'll, we'll keep visiting. I'll buy you lunch. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 and I'll return the favor because we'll probably have to do it twice. But, um, but I just, I, I love. Um, I don't know. I just, I love that, and I love that it's a sport that that we can share. That you shared with your dad, you know, <sighs> and and that you know, and and so even at Prairie Spirit, there was some you know young younger people yeah. there, some older people. And and it, to see them accomplish, yes. to do more than they ever dreamed they could do, to finish their first ultra, or do a, a time, or even a great time if they're a wonderful runner, and but just to see that thrill of them because we've been there, yeah, yeah, we yeah. know, we know that feeling. I I, I I I get, I almost get more, I, I do, I get more emotional watching other people finish than I do mm-hmm. when I, except for my that two hundred, I got pretty emotional there, yeah. but but I, you know, I get. Just seeing that and knowing what the, what they're yeah. feeling and it's like, yeah, you, you did it. Yeah. You know, you did it. That's it's why so anybody listening, I, I just, you know, pick something big and go for it. Yes. Yeah. T- pick something more than you think you can do and, and go for it. Yeah. You may not make it the first time. You'll learn a heck of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we regret more not trying it yeah. than we do trying and not succeeding the first time. Yeah. And, and all that. So I, I always encourage somebody Take a dream, take a big dream, yeah. and go for it. Find something that scares you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and go if for it. If you don't have doubts, it's not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're not questioning your sanity a little bit, yeah, that's like me. I would. I'm dreaming, and I, I this scares me right now. I I ran across the country from coast to coast. My dream right now is I haven't told hardly anybody because it's it's too scary. Is to finish the cross, and that's running from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, Run walk. Man. That would finish kind of the finish cross yeah. from north to south. And and I tell you, at my age, it's just 
it's intimidating. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's a dream I have. I, I think I've mentioned to my wife and maybe a couple of people because I don't. Now it'll be more, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, hey, I, this I, is a this podcast yeah, goes all over, yeah, so you know yeah, we may have to cut this out. <laughs> uh, just, uh, but this, you know, that's what I mean. You, you, and it's that dreaming big that keeps me training. I yeah, mean, it keeps me doing the core exercises, whatever I need to do. Yeah. I've got I other people can just run and not race, but I've got to have that something out there. Yeah. I've got to have that dream that I'm always working for. I'm getting up early. I'm doing this is what I'm and and often they don't happen. I mean, especially at my age, they you yeah. know it's rare, but I still have to have something out there. Yeah, you know? hang that carrot out there. Yes, yeah, That's, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, always, the, I'm always dreaming. My wife knows I'm just a dreamer. I just I, I can. I can take uh, you know look at those races sitting. My, I've run races all over the world in my easy chair at home. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, I'm dreaming about that. that. No, that's, 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 that's a blessing, man. And, yeah. and, and keep doing it, man. Keep dreaming. And I, I tell you what, I, I'll be praying about that. The Lord will reveal to you if that's something you need to pursue to do the, to do the North, North South. Yeah. I've talked to a guy, I, I won't say his name. I've talked to a guy about doing it with me and we've talked about, uh, so anyway, we're thinking about it. All right. If the, if the Lord, if the Lord's in it, you have to. Yeah, I'll just say that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just you know traffic and yeah. highways and all that is just it's intimidating right now. Yeah. But anyway, I'll give it some thought. <laughs> all right. Well, Randy, uh, brother, I, I appreciate you yeah. uh, taking the time to come out here and, and hang out with me, and uh, I look forward to to visiting some more. This has been a joy. It's just a joy to talk. I I, I think I did I say it earlier. We were sharing two passions that you and I have. I know we yeah. have family as a passion. Yeah. But running and 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 faith in the Lord is just two passions. It's great to sit on a chair that with somebody. I'm looking forward to doing that more. Amen, brother.